0: Geek Vibes Live is rated G for Geek.
1: Hello, hello, hello everyone and welcome back to another awesome episode of Geek Vibes Live interview and for today's episode I'm your host Tia Fabi. And I have a really special guest with me today. His name is Dan Payne. Um, if you don't know him, you should, because he has been in so many popular TV shows and
0: movies.
1: Oh, and we're ringing him in now.
0: <laughs> oh.
1: Hi, um, I'm looking for Dan Payne. This is Tia from Geek Vibes Nation. Hi, Tia. This is Carson. How are you doing? Doing well today. How are you? Good, good. Let me get Dan on the other line. Just give me a couple minutes. Okay, no problem. Okay, cool. Thank you. All right, everyone, whoever is listening, I guess we're going to wait for Dan to get on the line, and that's perfectly fine. Uh, I like how that rhymes. I'm going to make myself amused in that moment. But um, while we wait, everyone, let's kind of talk about Dan Payne. He uh, recently was in Descendants 3, um, where he played King Beast. Now, if that sounds familiar to you, yes, it is uh, Beauty and the Beast. And the whole concept of uh, Descendants uh, 1, 2, and 3 is actually the children of very well-known, I guess you would call them, fairy tale type of uh, characters, such as Beauty and the Beast, which is really cool, and
0: he just came right, out with that.
1: All right, I Dan. Hey, Dan, this is Tia from Geek Vibes Nation. How are you?
0: Good, and just to be clear, Tia, T-I-A type, Tia?
1: Yes, that's correct.
0: Awesome, nice to meet you, Tia. How are you?
1: Really good, and really good to be speaking with you. Um... You know, as soon as I saw your name and looked up your picture, I was like, oh my gosh, I know so many things that you're in. So this is (laughs) really cool (laughs) um, to be speaking with you right now. Uh, Some of those really popular shows that you've been involved in are Supernatural, iZombie, The Flash, and you actually were just in The Flash. Um, So let's kind of just start off right away with asking, how was that
0: experience? Well, I mean, I, I've known about The Flash and all the superhero shows that are filming here for a while. And uh, I've been chosen to be a part of one of them. And it got, I got to be King Shark so on The Flash, which is you know, being a major part in my mind, uh, a big villain on that. So it was a huge honor. I was blown away. And uh, I love that we got to take a, a supervillain and give him a, a human side with some integrity and remorse and a whole bunch of layers. I was excited. I was extremely excited. And Grant Dustin, he is one of the best number ones on any show I've ever come across. He's an absolute sweetheart. So that whole experience was ridiculously cool. <laughs> but, you know what, actually, not the, not the whole thing. Running into the ocean at one degree, like almost frozen water. Uh, oh yeah, that probably was less. Super cool, but it was pretty, I mean, still a great story to tell.
1: Sometimes you just have to dive into uh, method acting, and yes, pun intended with the diving. <laughs> <laughs> out how to <laughs> A lot of these shows are CW shows, which I know um, films in Canada. And about last year, I spoke with Alex Ponovic, and he was kind of saying that because of the area, is just so easy to kind of um, you know jump into all of these shows that film up there. So, I mean, that must be really because I believe you're actually in Canada, right?
0: Yeah, I'm based in Vancouver. I'm uh, Alex. Actually, Alex is a good friend of mine, and we and we hang out and talk shop. And, and yeah, he's a great guy. So we definitely agree on that. That this this area is so diverse in terms of. You want to be in San Francisco, you can make it look like that. You want to disappear into the forest. You want a a generic cityscape. You want a cool, old, classic kind of look. It just seems like everything you need is really close and accessible here in Vancouver and surrounding areas. So a lot of shows, I think it's really appealing for them to come and have such diversity in both talent and landscape and background and cityscape and everything that it's just too appealing to not. And that's great for us. I mean, guys like Alex and I, we love being a bit on the bigger side, I think, <laughs> in terms of actors. And it's nice to have shows that can actually utilize our size and, and, and make it a benefit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And with that, I mean, you, because you've been on so many great shows, um, is there any in your mind that you would love to return to?
0: Return to uh, I would return to any show I've ever been on. I've had I've been very fortunate that, that I've not had a bad experience at all. And it, like everything has been I don't know how to put it. I mean everything's been just so epic. I know is that too old of a word? Dude? it's just been phenomenal <laughs> for me each time. There's something like there's a there's a revelation or an experience or a connection that's happened from each show that has been. It's just helped shape me and my career. Um, but looking forward, I mean, Batgirl is coming. Uh, I know that. I think they might be filming Suicide Squad, Suicide Squad Two here. I'm definitely going to try and put a bid in for King Shark on that. <laughs> um, yeah, I just any superhero show is a pretty huge draw for me. I've got two young boys, a ten year old and an eight year old, and they're pretty drawn to all that stuff. So, if Dad ever gets to show up in any of those, I'm you know, I always want to be yeah, cool to cool my kids. kids right?
1: That is really cool that, you know, that that type of genre uh, draws you in, and especially since you have this connection with your children because of it. Um, and I, I really love that. I mean, it seems like the CW shows are really expanding with their superhero. As you said, we have Batwoman coming and, you know, another season of Supergirl. Batwoman, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. Those would be yeah, awesome Supergirl. to be
0: in. Supergirl would be wonderful to be a part of as well. And it, the beauty of this community is that I have been doing it for, almost, I guess, almost 20 years. But the, the relationships, I know a lot of this community, cast and crew. And uh, it's amazing to show up on any set and see a bunch of familiar faces. So I know that any show that I do work on, I'm going to be working with friends, which is a huge, huge and important element to me as I continue to uh, you know, build through this career. I I, I love working with friends. I love being on sets with people who we can feel a, a real sense of collaboration with.
1: Yeah, and I will say the one character that I really was upset that your character was killed off was when you were on Supernatural because I really would have loved to dive deeper into that character. I mean, how was it not only being on that show, acting across from Jared Padalecki, and now that, you know, Supernatural is coming to an end after 15 seasons?
0: 15 seasons. Can you just... That's unbelievable. That's phenomenal. That just speaks volumes about that show and those two guys. Jared and Jensen. They're just, they're pillars. They're pillars of this film industry in this town. They're just wonderful guys. And to be able to act and play across from Jared was phenomenal. He is as sweet, as cool, as handsome, as everything you can imagine he is. I met him a few times now. I've had the good fortune to hang out outside of the film industry. And he is always that amazing guy, which. It's hard to do, because he is under a lot of... Both those guys are under a lot of pressure, a lot of time constraints. It's a lot of work for them, and they have to get tired. And I've never come across Jared or Jensen during a bad moment. In fact, yesterday, or I think it was yesterday, my body still hurts like it was yesterday. I was playing uh, in the Whitecaps charity Legends and Stars event um, with Jensen. And he was so sweet, because his daughter likes the Descendants. We got a photo together, so he could say, do you think it was King Beast? And... The irony of that is, like, dude, you're Jensen Ackles. I'd happily take a photo with you. So, um, yeah, they're just sweet, real, down-to-earth guys. There's no, I don't know, there's no diva entitledness whatsoever, but they've been doing what they do brilliantly for 15 years. You'd think at some point they'd be like, yeah, they're pretty solid. No, nope, they're just, they are solid, but in the, in the real human Way it's just beautiful. I love it. They're great ambassadors for how to do this.
1: And I feel like you probably are one of the because you're quite tall, I believe, and you're probably one of the only people who can uh, stare Jared Padalecki directly into the eyes.
0: <laughs> yeah, we we definitely went back and forth with who was taller. <laughs> I think it's so close that it's in, it's almost impossible. It's by a hair, and then, you know I'm just happy to have hair. so no, I'm just kidding. So it's, um, yeah, we're definitely high to eye. It's good. I think he was happy to have that.
1: Right, right. And, you know, that's just fantastic to hear and just hear how um, great it seems that all of these experiences are. And one of the experiences, like, that you have had recently is uh, for Descendants 3, which I was kind of giving like a small background to whomever is listening that I really love the concept of it, that it's kind of focusing on, say, the descendants of all these uh, very well-known fairy tale uh, creatures that you can say, and you played King Beast. I mean, Beauty and the Beast, one of the most well known stories I feel like anyone knows. So, how was it kind of fitting into the role as the Beast in this uh, Descendants franchise?
0: <laughs> At first, there was a lot of intimidation by the, just purely because it's a classic, vintage, well known character. But the, the, the safety, I guess, the safety and beauty I had was that Kenny Ortega in that production wanted to make a beast honor the classic character as much as possible but make a beast that was specific to our world to the descendants world uh, he was a father of post curse and his main focus is his family and you know keeping peace in the world uh, that they lived in and, live in, and he, uh, so we got to build this fatherly proud fatherly character and I love that because I am a dad um, it was a lot of fun and I mean, trust me, until I had that conversation with Kenny and the producers, I was like, so, you know, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. How do we, what do I, oh God. You know, there's a lot of trepidation. There was fear in that I had to try and do something that I wasn't sure. I I love a challenge. I'm always up for a challenge. But that's one of those ones where it's not as much a challenge as it is a a need to honor something that already exists. It, It would be the same thing as In my mind, um, doing a biopic about somebody who truly lived or is living, you want to make sure that you honor all pieces of that person as best you can. And I I mean, what a wonderful challenge. But this one was more specific to the descendants' world, and uh, it freed me from all of that, I guess, fear and panic.
1: (laughs) Well, that's certainly good, but I can certainly imagine uh, where you're coming from taking on and being so nerve-wracked, but you had done uh, Descendants 1 and Descendants 2, so how was it returning for a third one?
0: Well, the the group that we work with, all of the cast crew, there's such a family unit going on. We didn't get to see each other in between as much for some of us, but when we spent time together, we spent like months, two months rehearsing and doing all the dance together and that's a lot of really fun intimate time as you're going through and you get tired and people are lifting each other up and there's such a wonderful support network there with everybody but when you get to filming and that's another month or two but you spend enough time with these people they become like you come together as strangers but you definitely leave as friends and to be able to revisit that not only a second but a third time is such a gift I got to hang out with friends and do what we love doing. I absolutely love my job and that's why I keep talking about great experiences and I've never had a bad one. Just, I love my job. And some of the gifts that come with that job are the fact that you build relationships that you get to enjoy. Like those ones, those those kids became, I kind of felt like a set dad as well as the dad (laughs) on the show as a character but I also felt like a set dad all these young kids and their crazy skyrocketing careers, and they just got to and some would share, you know, quieter private moments with me about trepidations and fears and whatnot, and it was just kind of, I just felt, I don't know, it's quite an honor, you know, to be a set bed.
1: It's, uh, it's funny that you say that, um, because now that I'm thinking about it, you said that you have uh, two young boys. Do either of them, are they at the age where they kind of want to follow in dad's footsteps and become actors themselves?
0: My yeah, I'm never gonna ask them to do anything that uh, they don't show interest in already. So if my sons come to me and say, "Dad, I want to give acting a shot," I will help them in every aspect in every way that I can. But right now, sports are their thing. They you know they've come up in the last. I guess four or five years, each of them with dad, I really want to play hockey, dad, I really want to play baseball, and I love being able to, with this industry and this job, I'm, I've been able to coach them a lot, so I get to be there for that journey with them. And if they want to take a new journey, a new adventure, acting, I would absolutely uh, help out in any way I could. My 10-year-old is starting to ask if he could run lines with me when I have an audition, which is pretty cool. So that could be the seed being planted right there. So he's like, well, I think I could do this acting thing. I'm like, all right, buddy. Well, you let me know.
1: That's awesome. That's really cool. Um, and especially since they would have you, know, you to help them out through all of that. So really cool to um, hear that your 10-year-old is looking to run lines with you. And um, you know, kind of just trying to uh, circle back to around just for one second. Um, do, should fans expect a Descendants 4? Or did, is the trilogy kind of rounding it all out?
0: I'm unfortunately not in the know deep enough to have a true idea. I don't, personally, I don't feel like they'd be a number four. I think they they tied the story up fairly well. And I think all the messages, like the the best part for me of all the Descendants movies were the underlying messages told so brilliantly by the extremely talented cast. But there's some beautiful messages in there. And I think that those messages were really well addressed over the course of the three movies i don't know that there would be a fourth i'm not i'm not sure and i don't think there would but there you never know <laughs> you know i don't <laughs> i don't want to say no definitively because i just don't know would i go back absolutely
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome to hear and You had said uh, a little earlier how much you enjoy these superhero shows, but on, say, the big screen in a a Marvel movie, in a DC movie, what hero or villain even would you want to play? (laughs) I'm putting you on the spot, I know. (laughs) Yeah, I can feel
0: it. I feel the heat. I feel the heat. Uh... I'm gonna have to take a second to think about that. I mean, I I've been asked before, and when I was younger, it was always Batman because he was a real guy who used. Uh, sure, he had a massive bank account so that he could create toys, but he had to use his smarts and gadgets and be resourceful. Um, there was no uh, superpower him. He, he had to find a way to be a leader without superpowers. Just uh, so that was. I mean, that was early on, but that it's just it continues to morph as all these characters come out and, and as you get to mm. <laughs> I mean I've been I'm a huge fan of Deadpool because I love Ryan Reynolds I think he's amazing you could read the phone book and it'd be interesting so he did Deadpool and Massive Justice it was unbelievable to watch that I might be physically suited more for a Colossus but my buddy Dan Cudmore has already crushed that and done that brilliantly so huh. I'm gonna say <laughs> I'm gonna say
1: I know I really It's okay. And, and this
0: is this is this is I'm gonna say Star Lord in Guardians of the Galaxy because Chris Ooh. Pratt is a genius. Yeah. I love the levity. I love the sense of humor. There's something beautiful about a charming smartass in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he is the epitome of charming smartass. Also with a hint I like of that. badass. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to say. I'm going to go with
1: I do like that answer because I love Star-Lord. Chris Pratt did such an amazing job, um, Mm -hmm. continues to do such an amazing job in that role. um, And I will uh, sit here and defend that he did not cause uh, the events of Infinity War like so many people (laughs) want to say. (laughs) Seriously, I've gone to Comic Con and people have been in Star-Lord cosplay with signs saying, uh, I caused the end of the world. (laughs) And I'm like, no! Yeah, well, it's an amazing story that
0: leaves people... Yeah, exactly. I'm in the store load camp. I can't help it.
1: (laughs) And so Dan, you know, with uh, everything that you've done, I mean, what can we look out for uh, moving forward, like any projects that you have? Because again, you have done so much and I am just so interested in your career and what you have going on, uh, you know, in the future.
0: Thank you so much for saying that. I've really enjoyed the ride that I've been on and I'm, I'm working hard and, and hoping that it continues to go uh, on for a while. And I just finished the sequel to another kid's movie that my two boys can enjoy. The first one was called Alien, Date My Homework, and we just did the sequel called Alien Stole My Body. Uh, I play, <laughs> ca- yeah, I play Captain Gracker, uh, who's a borderline incompetent captain of a starship, and just love that character. I He's got all the funny lines, the directors and uh, the director and producers were so gorgeous in letting me ad lib, fart around, and play. They wanted me to just let loose and let that character live, especially because it was the second time around. So that was such a wonderful um, time on set to just explore and have fun without the usual parameters. Only thing I didn't like as much is the five hours of makeup to get into that character uh, and the two hours to get out. But the time on set when filming was well worth
1: it. So Nice, nice, yeah. I, uh, so that's coming up. I can never imagine, uh, you know, when some actors have to sit there for so long and you said, uh, like, two hours. I mean, oof, uh, I would have to be, I'm hoping that you're listening to music or a podcast or something.
0: <laughs> well, they have, yeah, I wish, but they're they're gluing my ears inside of, Aesthetic howl and face, and piece, so you can't really pull your butt unless you want them stuck in there all day. And uh, that's a five, it's five hours of sitting still with a glue, stick, paint, and apply um, all kinds of materials and substances to get you to become this character. And it's the artists are amazing. I mean, I get to sit there like a lump, and yes, I have to be patient and I have to not move, but they have to put these pieces on specifically, brilliantly, around a human being who has eyeballs that he wants to keep and be able to breathe and all those kind of interesting, kind of neat things that you need to do to live. And uh, they're phenomenal. They are just, they're artists through and through. So it's a collaborative experience, but it's a long one. That's five hours of, you know, glorious torture, let's call it.
1: (laughs) I like that. Getting out is far less.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the getting out is far less, um, uh, what's the word? gentle. It's far less uh, artistic. It's more of a let's get me out of this rubber nightmare so that I can breathe uh, happily and freely again. Yeah, it's good. Um, and then if I can, there's other projects. Uh, in terms of moving forward, I, I will be a part of any any. As I, and I say this to everybody, any day on set is a great day. And I look forward to whatever projects that come up. I had a really long run with Hallmark. I'd love to resurrect some of those Hallmark movies. They're just, they have a fantastic idea of what they want to say and to what audience they're saying it to. And I enjoy those experiences. Um, But I'm also looking to produce, uh, I did a movie called Devil in the Dark a couple of years ago with uh, a couple of gentlemen. And it was an indie feature thriller, and uh, it did really, really well. And the experience was so phenomenal that I've decided uh, to work with these guys to produce and try and create more content of our own so that we can tell stories that we want to tell with people that we want to tell it with. And that doesn't negate that every day i have set a great day from wherever I'm working. But if I can be a part of the creative uh, direction of a project from the producing side, that's what we're looking at right now. So we have a wonderful uh, Viking werewolf origin story that has uh, all the makings of a, I think, kind of cult classic uh, in the works, and I'm looking forward to having that project be the light of day.
1: Oh, wow. And and I'm sorry, could you just kind of repeat um, what, what that project is actually called, just so that those who are listening can really uh, keep a lookout?
0: Yeah, at the moment, the, the working title we have is Salvation. Okay. Yeah, so awesome. it's, it's called Salvation, and it's a Viking... It's an origin story about the first ever werewolf that in the Viking time.
1: Well, that's certainly cool. I mean, you know, with um, the History Channel's uh, Vikings, I believe, is coming to an end after its, uh, I think, last season or something like that. But uh, certainly there's going to be a hole in fans' hearts for Viking material.
0: Yeah. Well, I think that's the Travis Lamel factor as well. that okay. I got to work with him on Warcraft for, like, five <laughs> months. He's, uh, I don't know, the only word I can use with him is he's a dude. That guy's straight up a dude. <laughs>
1: That's awesome, that's awesome, well, certainly we have to keep a look out for that, and you know just everything that you're gonna do um moving forward and I'm really happy that I got a chance to speak with you today. Thank you so much for even taking uh the time to speak with me over the phone and just you know before we kind of wrap everything up, is there anything else that you'd like to plug for the audience for them to keep a look out for?
0: Well, I just I want to say to you, thank you so much. I'm honored to chat with you uh, anytime, any place. I'd be grateful. Uh, so if, you, if it comes across again, you want to have another chat, let me know. I'd be interested for sure. It was really great. I really appreciate the questions in it. Uh, you made me feel oh. comfortable and, and supported, so I really appreciate it. Um,
1: Absolutely, and, then, and I would love to have you back. Certainly, um, You know, anything that you want to plug or promote, please reach out and we'll do this again. <laughs>
0: right, cool. Cool. And then for me, yeah, um, movies, I think, I would love to say thank you to all the fans. Um, I always want to make sure that, that you know, the that the, the, the Descendants phenomenon has definitely jumped my Instagram a whole bunch and it's a new world for me. I'm not a spring chicken so this whole social media world is, is new to me. But I do want to let kind of know that I'm beyond grateful um, for the support and you know not every day is the biggest best day of your life so on some of the lower lesser days getting a, a beautiful supportive comment or a wonderfully um, connecting email saying how grateful they are for whatever movie you were in or show you have been doing just lifts you up right back to that happy spot and sometimes they come just perfectly when you need it so it's nice to have such a, even if you don't know them personally, that fan base is such a wonderful support group that helps you, helps me, specifically helps me uh, continue to fight the good fight to keep having this career be, uh, let's call it, successful, hopefully, Um, and I get to keep doing what I love doing, because that's what it's all about, it's just, you know, if you don't love your job, it's going to be tough to get up and go through it, even if you love your job, there's those days where it's nice to get a little bit of a boost grateful to fans through and through.
1: Absolutely. And what is your Instagram username for those who are listening who haven't followed you yet?
0: Uh, It's actor Dan Payne.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Awesome. So everyone, if you're listening, make sure you follow him on Instagram. Make sure you check out his projects that he has coming up. Watch Descendants. And thank you again, Dan, for uh, joining me. And I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.
0: You too. Thank you very much again.
1: Thanks, Dan.